and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much. For making us a part of your day. <clears throat> I love my coworkers. Some more than others, I suppose. How's it going, Gordon? Wait a minute. What, what did that mean? No, that mean am I on the am I on the good side or on the bad side? You're always on the good side, buddy. Oh. All right. You got me my uh, Hartford Weathers hat. How could I not love you? <laughs> All right. I get a lot of comments on that hat. Have you worn your uh, your Montreal Expos T-shirt yet? I have not, but I almost wore it skiing on Sunday. But I thought no, it wasn't quite warm enough. Because if you wear a shirt like that skiing, you want to. It's got to be like spring skiing, right? Where you can bust off the parka. Have you ever pried your hat away from uh, your your young daughter, Austin? Uh, I was venting to our program director. What did you say? Oh, never mind. Doesn't uh, matter. Have you worn the Titan T-shirt yet? I have, yeah. And they Thank lost. Thank you for it. <laughs> and they lost. Oops. Sorry. You jinxed the Titans. Congratulations, Gordon. Well, uh, Jake was just saying how much he loves his coworkers, except for it sounded a little bit sarcastic. So, wasn't sarcastic. He said he loves some of them more than others. Yeah. That's all. And isn't that true for everybody in every walk of careers? Of course. And Tom, three cubicles over, is the worst, but Fred, one cubicle to the left, is the best. Right. And you've met Lloyd, right? <laughs> I say oh, that while looking right at Lloyd. Looking handsome today, by the way. Lloyd had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Lloyd. Yeah, it was wait, Lloyd's birthday wait, yesterday. Wait a second. Yeah. Get, get Lloyd in the studio. we got to talk to him about that. We can't let his birthday go by without at least uh, acknowledging it to him. He can hear you now. Lloyd, Gordon wants to give you your birthday space. Lloyd, happy birthday, man. Sorry, go again. Thank you. Happy birthday, Lloyd. Did you have a good one? He came. This is not how this works, Gordon. He, I thought you said he came in. I asked He's Lloyd. across the hall. At a- I asked Lloyd how uh, how his birthday was when I talked to him earlier today when I saw him, and uh, it, Lloyd basically responded, he's uh, a parent of two young children. He doesn't get special days. He sounded like uh, a, a guy who was just exhausted chasing around uh, two young sons. That'll that'll pay off later on. They'll, yeah. Uh, they'll appreciate it. He wasn't complaining. He just, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was a long day. That's all. All right. I mean, it seems like there might be something to brighten his existence a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't know. He how got old a is How old is Lloyd? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, 27. Lloyd, <laughs> is that about right? Yeah, 27. 
Uh, could you wave Lloyd into the studio so we can talk to no, him? No, we've got to get to Quinn Snyder's media availability. Okay, I just wanted to wish him a happy birthday. You he did. can hear you. He and can he hear said, you. Thank you. And then you wanted to do it again, so I turned the mic on. Oh. He said thank you, and then you wanted to do it a third time. But I and thought, I want to move I, on with our lives. I, I wanted to talk with him. I didn't want. I, I right, didn't talk with him. You know, well, Lloyd's going back to his studio, so it's no very, longer an option. The, look, the very definition of communication is that you you say something to somebody and they say something back. Which he is did. which happened in this case. What did he say? He said thank you. How could you not? I hear don't know that? if you know what? this, Gordon, but there's a pandemic happening and he can't use my same microphone. <laughs> what pandemic happening? And Says we, the man from home. Oh, just get him in there next to you, Austin. <laughs> Share spittle. I meant into your, into the other studio where Jake is. Yeah, but he can sit. Uh, with, uh, he can sit at the other end of the corner somewhere there, can he? Well, just rest assured, Gordon, that your birthday wish was heard. And, and I'm scrubbing it thanked. from the web. It's yeah. not. I'm not posting it. <laughs> don't. It, it, you don't need to. <laughs> can we? Can we hear Coach? No, Snyder? I don't want to do, do that either. To, to I like. To, I like to make a big deal out of people's birthdays. You do. Lloyd, Lloyd deserves to have. Uh, have uh, a, nothing a, a good happen. <laughs> no, he deserves to have a day that's all his. You didn't it's even all... know it was his birthday. I know, but now I do. All right. I had a birthday over the weekend. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I didn't. Well, that'd be great. Uh, let's get to Coach Quinn Snyder. He had media okay. availability Fine. earlier today, and uh, let's give it a listen right now. So, Quinn, we've talked a lot about uh, Mike's acclimation to the team over the last year and a half or so, but I feel like a lot of that we've kind of discussed how he's kind of gotten used to the team offensively. I'm wondering what you've kind of seen from him in terms of his acclimation to the team defensively. Well, I, I think this by the same for the same reasons there was an adjustment. I, I was the easiest way for me to look at it for his but kind of adjusting is Memphis generally like living there, you know, the team, the system, all those things that, you know, over time just become kind of a fabric of your, of your life, you know? And so coming here for anyone, you know, after that many years, um, you know, that takes time. Um, and the other one is, is Mark Gasol and Rudy. And, you know, I think it's so evident um, how different those two guys are offensively. But I also think that they're that different defensively. Um, Gasol, a lot of times, would be up on the floor and pick and roll. Um, Rudy's back a lot. So the way that Mike was asked to defend um, changed. And as much as anything, it was him, you know, having more of a presence on the ball. Um, you know, any time that you, you know, you look and you see him kind of anchoring your defense, not, not so much anchoring your defense, but, you know, initiating your defense, so to speak, it gives other guys confidence. And it's something that he's good at. Um, it's also something that has a trickle down effect because, you know, I kid him all the time about pickup points. Um, in fact, when we were, when he was in the, you know, the horse challenge during the bubble, I think Mark Jones asked him, you know, what would, coach say to you right now and he, he said pick up points so it, it it's it's kind of something that we kid around about um but he knows and i know i know he cares about it 
and he knows it's important to our defense and it's a habit. And particularly when you're a point guard and you're running and you're doing so many things on offense, you know, turning your focus to the defensive end um, is really important. And I, I think what that allows him to do, you know, having more of a presence, I like to think of it as him just having a presence on the ball. It really allows him to use his quickness. And, you know, that's something it, it's like, just like you figure out or try to figure out ways to use players on offense. Um, you do the same thing defensively. And I think his quickness allows him to get over and under screens um, and, and to be instinctive. Uh, so it, it's, it's been, it's impactful, put it that way. And uh, it's something that he and I have talked about a fair amount. Um, and I appreciate, you know, his willingness and commitment to, to embracing that because it really is a different system. You know, Memphis, I, I don't know what the, you know, the statistics say, but historically they were one of the league leaders in turning people over. You know, you had guys like Tony Allen, um, you know, and Gasol, and that's that's the way that they played. Um, Mike, in, in fact, I think was the league leader in steals, you know. And those opportunities, you know, aren't there as much because of the way that we're playing. Um, but he can still impact the game in other ways and I think equally um, be equally impactful. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. I'm curious about, you know, there's that moment when an opposing player is driving and there's kind of that switch off where Rudy Gobert has to take him, right? And the, the guard kind of has to get, get on, the, on the big for defensive rebounding. How, how do you instruct your guys on when that point is and, and trying to figure out what, you know, how best to do that? Um, it, it's, you hit it pretty well, Andy. Um, I think, you know, for us to use Rudy effectively, um, we want him to impact shots. And, you know, last year, if you remember, I, I think that it was a little bit of an aberration. You know, I think there was a regression to the mean as far as people's mid-range percentages against us. Um, but there was a lot of mid-range. They were too open. So the idea would be, you know, when we do have that, you know, when we, we have to communicate, first of all, and call out what essentially is a switch. Um, at that point, you know, Rudy's in charge of the ball handler and contesting the shot. And then we need to pull guys in from the weak side, as well as the guy that was guarding the ball, who, as you said, has to, you know, is more responsible for both the rebound and the lob. But to the extent we can impact that shot one way or the other um, and not just concede open shots. And it gives Rudy some clarity. You know, there's times when if there's uncertainty, you know, we don't cover either situation. So it can be after a few dribbles, um, you know, we can designate how many dribbles it can be when you know you can't get back in front. Um, you know, when they dribble along the baseline, it can be a switch and then switch back again. Um, so there's a lot of situations that where it occurs. And those are things that, frankly, we drill, you know, and, and because there has to be, you know, that can no different than on offense when a guard's driving and big's rolling. So there has to be that connection. And I think you know, it's a little bit, it kind of feeds in what we talked about with Mike. Um, you know, there's a continuity there that, that develops over time. Um, and maybe the biggest thing is when that does happen, we have to make sure we protect Rudy, you know, on the boards because, 
it's hard to switch and, you know, contest that shot and then see your man get an offensive rebound and a put back, you know. Um, so we all have to protect each other. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, going into um, to tomorrow, are there any adjustments that you can make for tomorrow that that you know that you saw on film, or is or is it something you know as simple as just going out and just just playing kind of the way that you guys have played over the last eight games? Um, let me. I, I got that question, Tony. I'll tell you. The, one other thing I would add, Andy, is there's a difference between the big rolling and the big popping. So there, there's two different reads in that situation. I think, Tony, there's always adjustments. I mean, that's something that we do. Um, th there's just a question of, you know, how, how in-depth do you get into that? Um, you know, part of it, we didn't shoot the ball great. Um, hopefully we shoot it better, but that's not, you know, that's not what, you know, we point to. That's not what I'm pointing to. So, um, you know, we, we didn't take care of the ball. There was some kind of, big picture things that hopefully we do better. And, and then, yes, you know, we, you, you, you know, watch the film after the game um, and then watch the film again um, before you play them, watch our film. And then you can also, you know, we'll watch their most recent games because a lot of times teams, you know, teams will, will change, you know, even as far as, you know, how many minutes guys are playing. Noel didn't play against this last game. So there's personnel adjustments, and then, you know, as far as certain kind of actions, situations, plays, you know, different concepts that, um, you know, Austin Rivers hit a bunch of shots against this, you know. The, the, so you want to react to certain things, but oftentimes you also don't want to overreact. And, you know, particularly if you have, you know, limited time. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's always something that we're going to do. We're going to try to adjust to be better, and there's always things you can do better. Okay, and last question will be a follow-up from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. Uh, Rudy's mentioned to us multiple times throughout the season that it's his goal for the team to be back in the top one, two, three in, in the league in defensive rating. Where have you seen kind of the most progress between where the team was before and where you are now, you know, even acknowledging that it's, as you mentioned the other day, you know, you're not even a quarter in, of the way into the season yet? Well, for one thing, uh, I, I think the goal for us is to to play good defense and then to play better defense and to play better defense. And um, a lot of times th those ratings, you know, they, they tell a general story. Um, but, you know, it, to me, it's more important to get more granular on it. Certainly, you know, if you're, you know, rated three in defense versus 23, that gives you a good barometer. But then the question is, as you said, you know, what are the things that you need to do better? We talked about some of them already. Um, you know, being able to keep people in front of us, um, to be able to be disruptive, but, you know, also to contain the ball. Um, we've been a good defensive rebounding team. Um, so there's, you know, transition defense is one of those things that's really hard to work on. Um, you know, and maybe the biggest thing for us defensively is to take care of the ball you know and if we if we turn the ball over you know it's it's tough to play any defense so that that's the first thing you know so that we can actually get back and force people to play against us in half court um you know and I, so there's there's certain situations that that have given us trouble with certain players you know we're aware of them 
Um, they usually reflect themselves with a certain game, um, not defending well. Um, but, you know, we've tried to tweak some things, um, a number of things actually, um, that, that I think are, you know, different habits. It takes time to, similar to what we talked about with Mike, um, to do a few things differently. And then it takes time to, to build those habits. But, you know, my, I firmly believe that, you know, this league, you have to adapt in this league. And something that was effective and good two years ago may not be as effective now. And something that's effective against one team may not be as effective against another. So we're trying to game plan and scheme and at the same time continue to build habits. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder and his media availability earlier today. Anything uh, stand out there to you, Gordon? No, I mean, it seems pretty pretty uh, commonsensical to me. Everything that was asked and everything that was said. I, yeah, I, uh, I don't have much to add to that. You? He's very focused on defense. He's yeah, but that that's, that's always been the case. Yeah, even though, it's not different, but, you know, he said defense probably 1,500 but times. It's interesting because I've had that conversation with Quinn, and he really believes that the defense triggers a good offense. And I know that sounds like coach speak, but I, I think it's true in the case of the Jets. Just like we talked about earlier when you brought up the transition points. And uh, yeah, I, when when you play when a team plays good defense, they seem more energized and more focused offensively. And that sounds counterintuitive, but wouldn't you agree with that? I would, except we, you know, the Jazz over the past couple of years have had some pretty good defensive teams, and they haven't played in transition like they're playing this year. So I, I agree with you, but they have changed what they've done. I mean, yeah. in in previous years when they would have pulled up or gotten into the offense, they're shooting. Or they're making an extra pass down the floor, um, so it is. It, it is related, certainly. I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, you've got to get that rebound and, and push it out. But they're not. You know, they're not getting transition buckets because of turnovers. They're getting transition buckets because they're making the the concerted ever effort to push the the ball down the floor faster. Yeah, and sometimes that means that means going ahead and taking the quick shot. And a lot of times he means that, 100%. Yeah, and that's something we didn't see early right. on, uh, and we're definitely seeing that well, now. And the, you can tell that the guys have been had a talking to about that because they are they look perfectly comfortable going ahead. Yeah, let's well, we did. Hold on real quick here because uh, yeah. uh, just a quick comment. Um, they We did see that early on. We, we saw it all preseason. We really saw it against Portland. I'm talking about in previous years. In pre- okay, in previous years. I was going to yeah. say this this year, I mean they've they've gotten out of it at times, but you can tell that that's that's been part of the game plan for this season cuz yeah. we saw it run to perfection against Portland and then uh, agreed they were taken out of it a couple of times, but anyway, sorry. Proceed. And in that in re- that respect, uh, you know the rise between what the Jazz are trying to do now and what those Warriors teams like Steve Kerr compared the Jazz too. There, there are some ties. Everything's not the same, but they are trying to accomplish some of those same things. And I, I, Quinn Snyder believes that he's got the shooters to do that and do it with accountability and responsibility. Uh, whereas, remember, not that long ago, we were talking about the Jazz not having enough weapons at the offensive end. Now he's got weapons. He has Jordan Clarkson instead of Dante Exum. He's got Boyan Bogdanovich. He's got uh, he's got a very comfortable Mike Conley as opposed to Ricky Rubio. 
and it's working, and they're all playing well at the same time. It is working, and the the, the shots seem to be good shots. I mean, I, I swear it's more complicated than what I'm saying here. But I think Quinn Snyder had a had a, a little powwow with his with his players and said, "If I want you to get out and run, and if you have an open shot, take it. If it's a good shot." We don't have to pass the ball five times in order to create a good shot if you're out in transition. And that's why you're seeing those guys run the floor the way they are. And that's why you're seeing some shots go up after six seconds instead of 22. All right, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner. We have the Not Sports Report at 450. Coach Chiesa drops by the show at 5. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Jason Cole, longtime NFL reporter. I don't want to overlook the fact that the Bucks played well enough to win the game because that's the most important thing. But don't they have to play much better to beat the Chiefs? Oh, yeah, they have to play a perfect game to beat the Chiefs. Does Tampa have a great chance in this game? No, I think that at best they probably win one out of five times. The question is, is that one going to happen on Super Bowl Sunday? It could, but the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the league. They have the best wide receiver in the league. They have the best tight end by far in the league. And then they have the best coach in the league who's still in the playoffs. Belichick's the only guy who can match wits with Andy Reid at this point in time. So you add those four things going into a Super Bowl, you're an overwhelming favorite. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Let's jump out to The Zone phone. Let's talk to the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan from The Dish Professionals. Ryan, you want to improve our listeners' lives by helping them watch more sports and saving them money. It's pretty simple. Making it easy, making it better, that's what we're all about. And with the current offers with DISH, guys, take a look at what we're doing. DISH has got some great promotions, two years' worth of credits. The price is guaranteed not to change. And guys, listen, it's cheaper than your current provider before the price increase. Most of you have already seen it. It's coming. You're going to see this price increase. Your bill's going to go up next month. You're going to pay even more. Or you can call and take the upgrade. Get the DVR that's twice as big, has three times the tuners, it'll auto-hop commercials. You get a Google uh, Google Voice Assistant for every room of your house. Well, how? They're built into the remote. And the cool thing is it will only listen to you when you push the mic button. But then you have the ability to do those fancy lights that turn on, those lamp lights, the bulbs, whatever, you can turn on and off. You can turn your fireplace on and off with your voice remote. You can turn TV on and off, obviously, and you can actually... Tell your your DVR to find a movie for you or your receiver to find a movie or, better yet, find the Utah Jazz. And it will bring up the schedule, take you to the channel, and you can start watching it right then. Simple, easy technology. And, guys, that's what DISH is all about for less money. Call us up today and take advantage of the promotions. And we'll throw in dinner at JCW's, have you installed as early as next day for free, and we guarantee the very best price. You know, if you're – one of those on the fence. You're like, ah, I want to do it because I am spending way too much money, but what's it going to be like? Listen, come by our office. we got a real clean, safe environment. We can demonstrate the system for you, show you how it works, um, even demonstrate the Amazon Fire Stick and how that's integrated. You can watch TV anywhere. The doorbell camera set up so you can ring the doorbell. It'll pop up on the TV. Simple, easy, 
demonstrations, and then once once we push the locate remote button, and you see how that works, then you can say, okay, let's get scheduled tomorrow. It's that easy. Call us now. Pick up that phone and call 801-424-DISH or 801-424-3474. Take advantage of the deal. Start saving money. Don't wait. Call now, 801-424-DISH. 801-424-DISH. Thanks, Ryan. 801-424-DISH. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Title sponsor of the Big Show, that's Big O, Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires and save up to $150 on a set of Big O brand tires today. Big O Tires. We're going to hear from Rudy Gobert coming up in a minute, but I just uh, came across this. Uh, Did you know that uh, Jimmer Fredette scored 70 in a game in China yesterday? I did. I did see that, yes. Made 11 threes. He, he, I tell you, he is the man over there. Yeah, it's just you know he he wasn't quite good slash big enough to play like his style of basketball at the NBA level. But when he's you know kind of the, I guess the best player on the floor, and can play like he wants to play, pretty darn good. Well, it's confusing to a lot of people, uh, but you're right. The dimensions have something to do with it, a large part of it. Because if he were 6'4", you think he'd be in the in the league? I do. I don't think he'd be playing like this in the league, but I think he'd still be in the league. He would have had to change his game, obviously. But at 6'4", or 6'5", you can guard more positions, and they can hide you on defense a lot better. Mm-hmm. When you're six foot. You're forced, basically forced to guard the other team's point guard all the time. And, you know, that didn't go so well for him. Well, you're right. He's at his best when he's got the ball in his hands and able to do the many things that he, he can do. Uh, but uh, that it, it, he struggles with that a little bit going up against NBA-caliber defenders. And uh, although people will say, well, how is he able to do what he did against Kawhi Leonard in San Diego State when he was in college? Well, here's the answer. Kawhi Leonard wasn't guarding him in college. Uh, Did he? he, I think they put him on him some of the time. Kawhi was a big in college. I doubt they put a. Well, we can ask Tim Lacombe that. He was coaching those teams. But I don't think they put Kawhi on Jimmer much. I'm talking about on certain occasions. I mean, I would have put him on him. I mean, went, yeah, but you didn't know Kawhi was Kawhi. Some points. When he yeah, was but, he's Kawhi, but Kawhi was great back then too. He, he, he was great, he, but he was a big. He wasn't a guard. He was a big. He was the like. He was like their center. Uh, I don't think he was their center. No, but he was. He, he was. He was a terrific defender. And if there's a player who's going off on my team scoring 54 points or whatever it was, I think I might have thought about that. But I thought I remembered him switching on to him occasionally. I covered a game down there with Jimmer and uh, and Kawhi, and I, I thought I saw that. But anyway, uh, he's he's very successful in his in his realm, and he is continuing to just absolutely knock it out of the park over there. 
Well, let's switch gears. Just wanted to mention the Jimmer 70. Uh, let's switch gears. Let's hear from Rudy Gobert and his media availability after practice today. Okay, we'll get started with Chris and Kenny, Joss TV. Hey, Rudy, Mike was talking about just the adjustments for him defensively and the comfort he has now knowing that you're back there and how to make that work successfully. Can you just talk to me about the trust now and the difference you're seeing with in far in as far as the defense with Mike? I mean, Mike's been uh, it's been great, you know, defensively. Uh, you know, I think he was uh, just like with the offense and the chemistry. You know, he was in a in a different system for many many years, and uh, to go from the Memphis defense to our defense, which is totally a different style of defense. You know, it takes time. It takes time. It takes trust. It takes, you know, building those those habits. And, you know, and, and I feel like right now we we really have those, uh, you know, we, we understand each other defensively. And it's, uh, you know, it's been really successful for us. And, you know, I don't feel like we we are our best. But we definitely, you know, uh, we're doing great. And I think we can get even much much better defensively. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. So, Rudy, along those lines, what have you seen? You know, the Knicks, the last time you played the Knicks was the last time you guys lost. What kind of defensive improvements have you seen this team make in the interim? And, um, you know, you mentioned you're not yet at your best. Where can you still stand to improve a little bit there? I think that the, that the loss uh, against the Knicks was, I see it as a win because that's when we really – you know, understood what we needed to do as a team to to be uh, to be great. And uh, you know, before that, you know, we were really up and down. You know, we played well one game, and then circle uh, the next game, and we were really depending on you know if we we're gonna make threes or not. And now we we really understood that when we defend and we play as a on a, and we play, we try to be the best defensive team in the league every single night. Uh, for some reason, the shots fall easily and way more, you know, way easier than if we just think about the shots. And, you know, we really uh, put the, be putting the emphasis on the defense after that loss in New York. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like we've really been uh, getting better and better every single game. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, when guards are driving in the into the paint, how do you guys manage that transition point between that man guarding that guy and you guarding that guy, uh, you know, on a drive? How do you, how you know, what when is that point, and how do you kind of communicate there? I mean, are you talking about the guy that uh, that gets beat on a pick and roll? Yeah, and, and kind of deciding whether or not a guy does get beat, but yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, this is why it's uh. There's not that many people in this league that can do it consistently. You know, it's really on me to, first of all, it's on my, it's on my teammates to to make sure they, they pressure the ball and they, they don't get beat too easily or they don't get beat at all. You know, it makes it much easier on me. But, uh, you know, we, we live, we're in the NBA and there's uh, many, many talented, you know, players. And that's why I need to make sure that uh, I don't overhelp, but I'm there to, to, to make sure that no one's causing the paint easily. And... You know, it's really, uh, you know, it's really on me to to time it, and uh, and, and also it's on me to make sure that uh, it's on my teammates to 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 have my back when I go and, and try to block a shot. Make sure they 
they're about to 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 hit my man and uh, and have me on the rebound. And you know, guys have been doing a, an amazing job. And I think we really, uh, I really feel like you now we all on the on the same page defensively, and we really uh, fig- figured out our identity. And every single one, every single guy on the court is a is a is, is aware of this, and uh, and that's why we've been you know we've been really good defensively. Thanks. Okay, that's it. Thanks, Rudy. There you go, Rudy Gobert. His media availability today, Gordon. Uh, what really stood out to me, he he said the Knicks' loss was a win because <laughs> it's what it's what triggered, uh, you know, this kind of. I don't want to say turn around and play. That's too dramatic, but kind of a, a little bit of a wake up call that they needed to step it up a little bit. You know, a wise man once said that you learn more from a loss than you do from a win. Was that wise man you? No. Who? I don't know who came up with that uh, that little cliche, but somebody did back in the day. But there are times when it's uh, applicable, and I believe what Rudy said that got their attention. And they made some adjustments, and they went forward from there. Rudy's been harping at everybody. I know last year we sort of circled that time when he said, give me the ball more and whatnot. But he always harps on defense. He's always wanted everyone to dial in on that end a little more. And uh, and I think they have. Yeah, they've gotten much better defensively. Um, and, and Rudy's their defensive guy. That's what Rudy does best. And you know they've they've empowered Rudy to kind of be the quarterback of the defense. I mean he's the one uh, you know back there barking out calls and those sorts of things. So yeah, of co- uh, you know makes some sense that he would prioritize that quite a bit. Well, we heard Quinn talk about uh, Mike Conley's effect at the defensive end and some of the things that they've tweaked with him uh, and that has made a difference. But other than that, Jake, when we talk about last year's um, dip as far as their defensive intensity goes versus the progression made this year, what do you think has made the difference? Because I think one of the reasons that Rudy harps on that is because he doesn't want to see himself time after time after time have to make up for everybody else's mistakes. That's just not fair to Rudy. He can't guard two or three different guys. And that happened a lot more last year than what I've seen so far this time around. I thought Mike Conley's explanation of it, I, I, I guess uh, you didn't seem to buy into it as much, but I thought Mike Conley's explanation was an interesting one. Playing with Rudy is unique. It's different. He can do a lot more things. He's really good against the pick and roll, for example, and can c- cover it a variety of different ways. Sometimes, you know, when you're helping other players, you don't need to because Rudy's behind you. Well, yeah, but that's obvious. What do you mean I didn't buy into that? No, oh, you said that uh, when Mike Conley said he doesn't uh, need to help as much, you said he still needs to help Rudy. I well, he does. Sure I what, mean, right. But I'm saying, like, that's a subtle difference. Mat- you can, yeah, you can't play Matador defense. I mean, you got to. You got, and I think what Quinn was getting at with what Mike's responsibilities are is to kind of stay on the ball. Uh, and I don't know exactly what he meant by that, but I, if if he starts to get beat, I I interpreted that as meaning he wants him to stay with him into Rudy. Did you read that that way? I read it differently. Like when Mike is guarding his guy, stay with his uh-huh. guy and don't go help somebody else. Okay. Like right. if if Joe Ingles is guarding somebody and Joe Ingles is struggling guarding Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. Mike doesn't go to help. Mike stays home because Rudy's back there. Okay. All right. 
any other differences that you've seen? I just thought is, that is, was a, a, an example of of a difference or something that it, it took Mike time to get used to. But Rudy is he's constantly himself gotten better at being a pick and roll defender. Like uh, yeah. we were, Tim and I were talking about Shaquille O'Neal off the air during this this whole thing, you know, on on Thursday. And we talked about how, you know, Shaq, it's it's so easy to forget that Shaq was the worst pick-and-roll defender in the league. And <laughs> if you remember, the whole reason the Jazz swept the Lakers in the uh, Western Conference Finals that one year, Gordon, and I know you'll remember this because you covered that series, they put Shaq in the pick-and-roll over and over and over and over yeah. and over and over again, and the Lakers had no answer for it whatsoever. So yep. Rudy... Has decided that he's not going to be the the big oaf who can't move laterally and cover the pick and roll. You know he could have been an Ennis Cantor where he didn't work on it and said, "Well, that's you know not my strength because I'm not LeBron." But Rudy has evolved his game to get to the point where he can guard the pick and roll so well and in so many different ways. It makes him so difficult to go up against because you can't eliminate in the paint Rudy by putting Rudy into the pick and roll like you could against Shaq. Remember when he first came in to the league, he, he Rudy seemed to struggle with his lateral quickness. And I remember talking with Dennis Lindsay about that, and that was something they wanted him to work on. It looks like uh, that work is paying off. It's way better now. It's way yeah. better now. He's I've heard Locke say it a number of times, and I'm sure there's other players that you could talk about in this conversation, but that Rudy's the best pick-and-roll defender in the league which he's so long and he's so smart with the way he plays it. It's it's kind of like he sets picks. Like he's very uh, cerebral in the way he screens, very focused on, you know, what angle and where on the floor and those sorts of things. I mean, it, you can see he's very meticulous when it comes to those details, and I think that's what's made him such a good pick-and-roll defender yeah. is he's crafty in a way where he, he can really exploit what he does well. Do you think that the addition of Derek Favors, how much has that helped the Jazz's defense uh, versus, say, Tony Bradley being on the floor? Well, the whole team doesn't come unraveled when Rudy goes off the floor anymore. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's pretty dramatic. Because last year, I mean, we saw it in the playoff uh, series against the Nuggets, right? I mean, they had to mirror Nikola Jokic's uh, substitutions ex- uh, they exactly. I mean, every time Nikola Jokic went off the floor, Rudy went off the floor. It was yeah. it was something they had to react to instead of dictate. Because if heaven forbid you led you had Tony Bradley on the floor at the same time as Nikola Jokic, you know they'd go on a nine zero run automatically. Yeah. So I mean, now they don't. They're not dictated to when it comes to their rotations. They can do the dictating. And and we've seen that because Rudy's substitution pattern has been different this year. We've talked to David about that. They're substituting him, what, three times instead of twice? So Rudy's actually getting minutes on the backup big for the other team? That will help. They couldn't do that before because they couldn't afford to have Tony Bradley on the floor at the same time as the starting big for the other team. So And and these little (laughs) – periods of time that's enough to take your defensive rating from 16 up to up to four or five whatever it is right now well it certainly I mean, helps yeah it, it's not the only thing but there, yeah, there's there's some good things happening with the jazz at the defensive end right now and certainly at the offensive all right we'll get to the not sports report coming up right around the corner gordy chiesa the coach jumps on with us at five it's the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5 1280 The Zone.
and the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you, of course, by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, we're going to two places. We're going to Sonora, Mexico, and we're going to into your bathroom. All right, real quick. I forgot to uh, get a winner. We need to get a winner real quick because it is 450. Okay. So I apologize. I jumped the gun there, Gordon. Hold that thought. Uh, it's time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong play of the game. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE, and correctly identify the Chevy uh, Strong play of the game announced by DJ and PK this morning at 850, and you'll win a zone prize pack. It's the Chevy Strong play of the game, brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers, only on the Zone Sports Network. Sorry about that, Gordon. Proceed. Okay. First story out of Sonora, Mexico. A man who loved his wife so much that he kept a picture. He kept pictures of her on his phone. Um, well, that didn't work out so well for him because she saw the photos and thought they were him with another woman, a younger woman, a more attractive woman. So what did she do? She stabbed him. She stabbed him. <laughs> With like a kitchen knife? With a knife. Okay. Yes. And uh, her name is Leonora. And it just identifies her as Leonora N. And uh, the husband, poor husband, his name Juan N. And he, yes, he got the knife for having several photos uh, on his cell phone of him and his wife together when she was younger. So it was her. And she it thought was it was her. a different. She thought it was a different woman. Yes, that seems weird to me because why wouldn't you recognize yourself when, when what you looked like when you were younger, and the fact that he must have looked a little younger too, unless he hasn't aged much. But she got so angry at him, she thought that he was meeting up with younger women, and it was her. That's just crazy. Well, her, what would it take for for your wife to get the knife out on you? To stab me? Uh, <laughs> how do you know it doesn't happen a couple of times a week? <laughs> because I know it doesn't. <laughs> Still got stitches in my abdomen. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure, Gordon. I don't know if I have a good answer to that. Man, I, I, I think she I would. I, I think she would. If she discovered pictures on my phone, I think she would at least, like, ask me about them before, you know, going straight to the stabbing. You know, at least give me yeah. enough time to say, hey, wait, 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 that's actually you, before she picked up the knife. Yeah. I I was think, trying to think of a scenario where Lisa might do that to me or that Naz might do that to you or that Whitney might do that to Austin. And uh, I was thinking about uh, only, the only thing I could even come to mind is if you were in such a rage that you were a threat to someone else that didn't deserve to be threatened that way. But even then, my wife wouldn't stab me. She'd probably try to tackle me or she'd try to prevent my anger from spilling over. But to, to go straight to the knife? Whew. Does my wife stabbing me in any way, shape, or form put me in way of a financial windfall? Meaning you could sue your own wife? I don't care. Whatever. She gets money, I get money. We both get more money by me, me, me being stabbed by her. 
Oh, is there a God. possibility there? Because that's how it's going to go down at our house. And it'll be mutually acceptable. Some sort of scheme? <laughs> no, no scheming. Playing by the insurance company's rules. Okay. Like uh, like uh, where you're rehearsing for one of those uh, acts where one of you stands against the wall where the other throws knives at you? Like that, one of those kind of things? On a spinning wheel <laughs> yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing? Yeah, 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 one of that. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm with you now. It was it, it's a it's a workers' comp uh, it's a claim workers at that comp point, team. right? Yeah, right. So. Like she she missed and got me right Whoops. through the thigh. Yeah. Okay. Darn. How would your wife? Three million how would your dollars. Wife, how would your wife react <laughs> if you had f- hot photos of other women on your phone? Not well, and nor should she. <laughs> well, I think we're ignoring. No, the, but like, she doesn't go straight to the knife. She just she has a discussion with you, right? Probably, yeah, but still, not well. And I wouldn't expect any wife or husband to act well. Well, it's probably the circumstance surrounding the photo, I would imagine. (laughs) Well, he was in the photo. Like if it was your third cousin or something that she's never met, you know, it's a little different than... (laughs) Or if you're in a hot tub of undisclosed locations. Well, I mean, that's a little different than, like, say, the the show Cheaters. You know what I mean? (laughs) Did anybody get stabbed in that? Yeah, the host did. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Haven't we talked about this? Yeah. What, what's the name yeah, of that? The I host of that show? I don't know. Yeah, he, he busted uh, someone cheating, and and they stabbed him. It was like on a mm. boat. Peter Guns. <laughs> really? I never watched that show. And you oh. Probably, you, I I have heard you talk about it before, but I forgot about the knife. It's incredible. I, is it still on? Because I I would watch it if it were still on. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Joey Greco That's was it. the name. Yeah, Joey Greco. Yep. And an uh, 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 alleged cheating boyfriend stabbed him. Yep, stabbed him good. Holy moly. Was, was, he, uh, was he okay? Yeah, yeah. He, he like, okay. went on to host many he, more he episodes. He became the backup punter at North Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't happen nice. to him more, by the way. You know, you, su- you surprise. The punter or Greco? The Greco. Okay. Like, you, you surprise <laughs> cheating spouses for a living and you're, you're surprised you only get stabbed once that's a good yeah, point you probably yeah. should wear body armor yeah mm-hmm. even yep. just the, the 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 surprise factor right you catch someone off guard i went i've gone yeah. i've been in one haunted house in my life i went in the first room i got scared and i punched the person right in the face by inst- just out of instinct sure instinct and yeah. i got kicked out yeah you kick in the door with a bunch of cameras while Aha! somebody's cheating and you go busted you know you <laughs> get a crossbow you to the sternum yeah. you get yeah. you get stabbed once you should have seen that coming <laughs> that is really a bizarre idea for a show it's amazing it would make the show better if he was in a full knight of shining armor type yeah. of outfit. And then I love how he chases around the, che- the cheating spouse asking questions. You know, as the cheating spouse is just trying to get off of camera as soon as possible, he follows him around and be like, oh, why do you think she deserves this? Why, did, why are you doing this? What, did, what, what does she have that she doesn't? And, the, and we're surprised that the guy only got stabbed he really, once. He really, see, those, he was really oh, yeah. trying that personally. Hmm. All right. Well, everybody stay safe out there. Uh, This Juan certainly didn't deserve it. And then I have this item from one of our listeners, Larry. He passed it along to me. This is from a story in the Wall Street Journal. And apparently they are coming up with the technology or a a company. I I think it's called Toto Wellness or something. But anyway, they uh, they are there's a there's a toilet that they're developing. And the concept is 
that the toilet has sensors in the fixture's plumbing that can examine fecal matter and offer insights on nutrition and even recipes through a mobile app. If, for instance, you're not eating enough fiber, uh, the Toto toilet can, uh, can encourage you to stock up on, say, beans and lentils. And uh, not only that, but the toilet seat also measures vital information through the skin on your legs, such as your heart rate. So your toilet, going to the toilet is like going to a doctor's uh, appointment. What do you think? I uh, I have no comment on this story. What? This is, oh, I've got many well, comments. For, <laughs> just not any the, I need to say on air. What? What do you mean? What's the matter with that? Well, I'll just this say is this. science. I'll just say this. There's a lot of things in my world that I would like to be a little more, little more smarter and tech heavy. <laughs> Never in my living days will I want my toilet examining anything about me. <laughs> do your job, toilet, and shut your mouth. I don't. I don't get a, an Amazon Alexa or Google Home because I, I'm worried about privacy. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm in a hurry to get your robot toilet there, Gordon. I think there's just some things, you know what, I, I don't want to know. How did you get my DNA? Yeah. Oh, your smart toilet yeah, yeah. emailed it to us. Right, no thanks. I think I'm going to pass. The toilet, the toilet is informing you. Yeah, your toilet you is know? spying on you. That, that info is going right to Beijing. <laughs> First of all. Who would be interested in Beijing about your fecal matter? They seem to be interested in everything else about And me. it would be like living with my dad growing up again. You're using too much <laughs> toilet paper. Yeah, I don't know. This, this, this is just an aid in helping you uh, make corrections in your diet for I, a healthier lifestyle. I don't want it's not like, it's in not my like diet. the toy It's not like the toilet's going to suck you down the pipe if you, you and, and, and flush you away. Actually, by this is punitive. another thing. I, I don't want my toilet shaming me. I know my diet sucks. I don't need my toilet, you know, I don't need my toilet to be like, hmm, another Big Mac and fries today, huh? Yeah, I don't go to the toilet the, for the convo. Thing, yeah, do you think that's the best thing for you? No, I, I sensed a little donut in there today. I don't, I don't know if that's the best idea for you. I don't need, I don't need your robot shaming toilet. I don't. Amen. I, yeah, mind your own business, toilet. It's right Shut up, hell. Kimberly Clark. Just take care of my stuff. Do you really think that extra helping of potatoes was good for you? You know, I don't. I don't want to clog you. I want to hear huh? it. A lot of carbs today there. Hmm. Maybe not a good idea. How would you like an action figure flushed down your toilet? <laughs> take your shame toilet and put it where the sun it's don't shine. It's not shaming you. It's informing it's you. It's shaming you. You are a fat slob. Yeah. Shut right. up, toilet. Right. Exactly. You're a toilet. You're, dog, you're lucky I don't smash Eat you. Eat my you-know-what. Yeah, leave you Man. in the middle of a field somewhere. <laughs> Shamey toilet. <laughs> I think I think the toilet is providing a service, you know, not only, you know, uh, uh, discarding that which you are done with, but also just uh, enlightening you on on things that might be uh, in your best interest. I think its opinions are poopy. I agree. <laughs> you guys are really anti-technology, aren't you? This technology, yes. All right, Coach Chiesa coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.